Game of Thrones is back, everybody! What's the new Game of Thrones? She's a dragon stone now! It's a cool set! They put a lot of work into it! And Sharon is a Game of Thrones! It makes perfect sense! Game of Thrones is back, and Sharon's in it. I think he might be a secret Targaryen. Have you watched Game of Thrones yet? Right now. Oh my goodness. Welcome everyone to Shows What You Know, your television podcast where we break down and discuss your favorite television shows. I am Jim Scampoli. I'm Jacob Burrows and I'm excited to be in these exciting times when wars are happening and live streams as well. Yes, we are in fact live streaming this episode, which is boggling to the mind for me. I, <laughs> I started my radio uh, journey on a tape recorder. In fact, for those of you on the live stream, I think there's almost none, but I have it here. This is a tape recorder I used to record a, uh, a show on. So, uh, But now we're on the internet and people are seeing it. Well, well, yeah, maybe. maybe. But if we can go inside for a minute, this will be the first time that I can actually see you while we discuss a show. Hey. If we go inside, people people will probably aghast right now. There's no way they don't look at each other while they're doing a show. There's yeah. no way that they don't see each other. But no, if we peek behind the curtain, I actually got to see you hold up that tape recorder. Yeah. And wow, it, technology is amazing. It sure is. I mean... It used to be we were doing a weird uh, handmaiden's tale type thing where we can't see each other. There's a sheet between us, the gynecologist and, and the handmaid. But now we're both in it. Uh, it's a sensual relationship once more, and I'm excited. But even yeah. more excited to talk about Game of Thrones. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yes. Not to bury the lead. Uh, well, I will have to say that uh, I've eaten many a crow uh, the past two weeks. And yes. crows are a Game of Thrones thing, right? Uh, feast for crows or something? Mm, true. Yes. Well done. Book reference. Well, they've definitely given me a feast of crows because I was <laughs> complaining and uh, being a big piece of shit discussing the first two episodes of this season. Yeah. And they were like, oh, yeah, huh? That's how you feel? Uh, and then they had two fucking amazing, like, hey, this is Game of Thrones, bitch, don't you remember? Uh, what, what is that? Uh, fuck your couch or whatever, you know, Dave Chappelle. I but don't. they came in, and they, uh, I, thought, I thought they really turned it up, and uh, I thought these were some great episodes. Yeah, I think some of the stuff we were saying in the previous discussion wasn't crazy. Some of it was crazy, but, but some of it was not crazy when we were talking about, you know, it feels more like TV and a lot of it does still kind of feel that way in the dialogue and stuff like that. But I mean, it also feels like amazing TV again. So uh, if you don't know, we're here to discuss episodes three and four. We do two at a time. So we're going to go through all of them and all the nice details. And I agree. I, I was... I, after two, I was kind of like, yeah, okay, and now I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, I think the, the criticisms were still fairly valid, and there's still a few things uh, even a lot of the super fans are pointing out. There's discrepancies as far as time and travel and how people might be uh, teleporting around Westeros these days, but I can kind of forgive all that. You, yeah. you have to expect it because, I mean, we're getting seven episodes instead of ten, so things do need to be truncated a bit, so I can kind of forgive that. Mm -hmm. And I was really worried about, like I even mentioned, um, like Jon Snow and Daenerys meeting, if it was going to have the proper weight that it should. But no, I was giddy and excited 
uh, when when the scene happened, and I was like, there they are. That's John and Danny. Oh, it's John and Tyrion are meeting again. Oh, this is so cool. I was just a, a fanboy piece of shit. I was a giddy schoolgirl when Arya came back to Winterfell. Uh, yes. And if none of you, if you, I'm sure you already know this, listeners, but we're not going to have a spoiler-free discussion. We're going to discuss everything up until episode four of season seven, because that's yes. where we're at. So That is correct. Mm. And I oh. hope uh, you've already watched them, because we've already kind of let a few things go. Uh-huh. The dragons. <laughs> the dragons were there, too. Uh, so what do you think? Should we go through episode by episode and kind of see? And, and by the way, if you're uh, watching live, please let us know in the chat what you think. You can also send us an email uh, at showswhatyouknowshow at gmail.com because, as Jim said, this is your television podcast. And we did get some feedback uh, last week, which I don't have in front of me right now, but a really nice comment uh, uh, going into some of the criticism we were taking up then. Do you have that at all? Oh, uh, I could pull it up. I'm sorry. That's I'm okay. just like, ah, he'll pull it up. Well, I was, <laughs> but very slowly on my phone. Uh, <laughs> this is live, people. <sighs> Fuck it. We'll do it live. Yeah, I... We'll just do it live. Who cares, right? Mm. Uh, but yeah, you're talking about the, the feedback we got on the website, correct? I am. Okay. Just as a matter of interest, I th- I think it was some good comments on what's been going on in these episodes. Okay, I... I got it as well. Okay. From uh, Warren, uh, logistics used to play such a major role as a framing device in Game of Thrones. Rob was undone by not honoring the bargain he made with Walder Frey for use of his bridge. Danny spending multiple episodes dealing with the challenges of acquiring ships to bring troops to Westeros. Brienne smuggling Jamie back to King's Landing, etc., etc. When characters start teleporting around, the plot starts to ignore the geography, which used to be so integral to the story, we lose context. Excuse me. And characters like Varys, Littlefinger, and Davos begin losing relevance because their skill sets are completely nullified. A spymaster has no idea where the largest fleet Westeros has ever seen is located. A ship full of ironborn sailors are ambushed in the middle of the open ocean. Nobody saw uh, Euron's 50 ships on the horizon. It seems like the show wanted to imply Euron as some sort of magic fog machine with him, but it was extremely underplayed and hand-wavy to me. I didn't pick up the magic fog machine, honestly. Uh, I, I guess I just took it as, like, I mean, it was at night, and given that's kind of a poor <laughs> reasoning, but yeah. at least it adds a little credence to it where, you know, they're creeping up on him, I suppose. The other ships uh, were equally at night, though. Uh, so, true. I mean, I guess if they turned off all the lanterns and whatnot. Yeah, turn, but... their, turn their headlights off, turn the high beams off. Sure, sure. Also, Tyrion is also ridiculous after he pro- as he proposes dividing up their forces to siege multiple locations with no established supply lines or siege weaponry for his forces. I think even in Season 1, Jorah states the Dothraki are great as horseback raiders, but shit tier against armored knights and castles. Rather than trying to hold, like, five different castles should they pull up on the shore, let the Dothraki raiders off, and they can disrupt any shipments made to King's Landing by raiding the roads to the castle. <laughs> Prediction. Yes, yes. I mean, those are all great points, and I, the only thing is that uh, I feel like... I feel better after this episode because this was the perfect time to launch the Dothraki uh, when they're all spread out and then the dragon comes in as well. So, But I think all of those are great points and there's still some of that going on where uh, like when Bran arrives at Winterfell and there's not been a raven from Castle Black and the reason behind that is because it's more dramatic this way. So let's just yeah. do it this way. Yeah. And you got to kind of appreciate that a little bit. Uh, because it's, 
the the story and drama should be king. It should be kind of uh, sitting on the Iron Throne, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, because that's what's going to get you into the show. If the sh- I know part of the charm of the show was the politics, but if we were constantly like, well, here's a raven. We already knew this was going to happen. It would completely suck anything out of the show. I guess, but in season one, they were like seeing a lot of ravens coming with information, and it was like, "What's this raven gonna say?" I mean, sometimes it was confusing, but most of the time, they actually made it exciting. But yeah, it is war now. So Jake Sprague in the chat chat is saying that his argument would be that Tyrion is only thinking of what to do and not what the enemy will do. That's why they have no clue where the ships are. Means he's the shit tactician, but still, I mean, I guess. Yeah, and I think. The, I, this has kind of been discussed a little bit, but I think they kind of hammered it home in the fourth episode wherein she says that maybe you're holding back for your family. I think there's a lot of truth to that. Mm-hmm. Um, where, I mean, even maybe to a lesser extent, Cersei, but for Jamie, for sure. And uh, there's still some truth to it because even Jon Snow still says, you know, you can't just go in and blow everything up. So there's still some truth to that. But, yeah, she's felt neutered because she's getting her ass kicked. Mm. But who could have saw that coming? Jon yeah. Snow? Doubt it. Yeah. Also, great comments from Jeff says he hasn't seen the last six seasons, so no spoilers. And Jacob Burrows just want to fuck ravens. Also true. <laughs> yes. uh, you're about crows. I'm about ravens. We all have our types. They're all tar- short, dark, and handsome. Uh, so, yeah, a question also from Ali. Uh, did John bend the knee in the cave? And I guess the answer is no, because they they were kind of building to that and then cut away. I mean, that's more of a detail that we'll get into later, I'm sure. But just to answer that question, I don't think he bent the knee. Yeah, no. I mean, there's it, nothing really explicitly stated yet. But, I mean, we'll get there. It's, couple, it's hard. I mean, it's it's we're, like, late passing on Episode 3. It's kind of hard to go back and discuss Episode 3 because Episode 4 was so action-packed. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, a few call-outs. Like I said, the... The the final uh, finally um, Daenerys and John meeting, and everyone's talking about this sexual energy. Everyone wants him to fuck his aunt so bad. Yeah, and I'm I do. over here like, nah, man. They don't have to fuck. They could just mutually respect each other's <laughs> power. Jesus. Sure. I mean, I've been shipping them uh, for a long time, so uh, I, I'm not complaining. They're given a lot of chemistry here, and they even sp- say it outright in, in episode six. Oh, you've been looking at her heart. Uh, another line that feels like it would never be in a George well, R. Martin book. It's because Davos now is just a goofball. Like, <laughs> he, I don't know why he's even on this show. He's why the is he <laughs> the advisor, I wonder? Like, it what qualified him? Hey, you were so great for Stannis, right? my beloved friend Stannis. Uh, So I guess you're on my team now. I mean, why is he his right hand? I guess he was around. Uh, He was on a sale. He's he's always been likable. Like, you get why. I mean, he seems like a good man. But yeah, for this season, he's always just popping up being like, what's your accent from? Hey, uh, who are you? Or I mean, it is a great moment, though, when they, like, announce Daenerys and it's all the nicknames. And then he's like, Jon Snow, uh, King of the North, I guess. I don't know. Pardon <laughs> me. Pardon my mud accent or whatever the fuck he says. <laughs> some flea, flea bottom accent. Yeah. I, yeah. I think, uh, well, I, I heard people go both ways on that and say that uh, he, he did a poor job. And then, but I just read it as, you know, we're from the North. We don't, well, he's not, but we don't fuck around with like this bullshit nonsense title. So, you know, he's King in the North. There you go. 
Yeah, I, he's just, I don't know. He seems like he's always comic relief or, I mean, even in the first episode or the second one when he's like, she's got dragons, right? Dragons breathe fire. Fire would be good. <laughs> fire would be cool against uh, snow people, right? No, oh, shut up, Davos. What are you here for? And when he's talking to, uh, what's her name? The uh, Daenerys's advisor. And he's like being all awkward, like, oh, the island of Norris. I, it's beautiful there. And she's like, yes, I was a slave there. So I didn't <laughs> really get to see the sights or nothing. Uh, like, I, yeah, I, I'm not sure what Davos is doing. He might do something useful sometime soon. And I mean, one thing, I know everyone's complaining about the geography and the teleporting, but the, the, my thing, even more than that, would be, why would Daenerys not believe that he's seen an army of dead? It's like you have dragons, you can't be burnt by fire. She's uh, seen magic a lot, a lot of magic. Yeah, it, like at this point, I don't, I, I'm surprised that anyone is like, White Walkers, are you serious? Mm -hmm. Okay. Back to my zombie guard. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> That's preposterous. Uh, now let's resurrect some more people and uh, burn some king's blood to make a ghost baby happen. Uh, yeah. And I suppose that's another thing that they're purposely holding back because Davos says, you know, he took a knife in the heart for his people. And then Jon Snow gives him like, ugh, ugh, cut it. No, don't bring that up. <laughs> Ixnay on the FK. Uh, like, yeah. I don't know if they would think that it would make him, you know, like, ah, burn it, burn it with fire, get him out of here, monster, monster. Uh, I guess that would there be would, could potentially be a bad reaction, but uh, it feels similar to the other thing with the, you know, brand, them not sending a raven to let you know that Bran's there. It's like, well, that would be dramatic if he just says it and then she's like, ooh, they're clearly holding it for some sort of reveal. Yeah. Or maybe just John's really insecure about it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, he's, he should be scarred by it. So far, it doesn't seem to have, uh, you know, affected him much at all. He's just up and running. He's doing his thing. Uh, but, but yeah, um, uh, what were we talking about? Game of Thrones. Uh, them holding back drama. John oh, yeah. not saying that. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. Uh, that feels like they're just waiting because they want to wait, as you were saying. Uh, mm -hmm. Jake in the chat is saying he didn't see the sexual thing at all. I was super surprised to see people talk about that. I mean, they don't overstate it, at least. Uh, and I don't know if... They, I think they're just attractive, but two attractive people. So, of course, everyone's like, did we so yeah, cute together? Yeah, I want to see that. Mm -hmm. Imagine, imagine those two having sex. Wow. Uh, I mean, I guess there's chemistry there. Right? Yeah. Yeah, which is the most important thing. They could have a respectful alliance, as you said. Uh, and yeah, uh, in the chat, uh, we also have someone pointing out the warlocks in that tower and the snow visions. I don't know if you recall, but we did see a vision, or Danny saw a vision of uh, snow falling on the Iron Throne, which obviously could likely oh, yeah. be Jon Snow. Or it yes. also looked like Ash, but yes, probably snow. I did forget that. Uh, we also get a glimpse at uh, Euron arriving back at King's Landing with his gift for mm. Cersei. And uh, much like the people of King's Landing, they're such sheep, they'll <laughs> boo and, and insult whoever you tell them to. Uh, so they're getting marched through the town. And because I even wrote that in my notes, I was like, King's Landing people are such sheep, they'll, they'll shit on anyone. <laughs> and then um, uh, Jamie even has a line where he says, like, this same mob spat on my sister not long ago. <laughs> yeah. 
And then we got Euron uh, taint, uh, like taunting Jamie Lannister, which I thought was great, where he's like, oh, I'm going to put my finger in her ass. Uh, what, she, what do you think about that there, guy that has sex with his sister? <laughs> I mean, he's not known for his subtlety, uh, and he doesn't really feel like, uh, oh, I don't know. He, he's never felt very much like a uh, character at all, kind of just a tool for Cersei and for the writers. Fair. That feels That's like fair. That. But it's hard, it's hard to imagine. It's funny that we're rooting against just a guy who's going to marry a woman because we want her to fuck her brother all the time <laughs> instead like what a what a strange show we found ourselves in uh where everyone's excited and i guess what the the whole jamie and cersei is just to warm us up so john can have sex with his aunt later on and we we're, we're already like hey you know it's, it's game of thrones who cares uh the targaryens have been marrying brother and uh, sister for for centuries so that's fine yeah, uh, but there, it was it, but that that gave us a Mad King. <laughs> Ixnay on the Ad King, a eh? I don't know how to do pig Latin, but yeah, uh, that's a that's that scene. And Euron, I mean, he he's the one who's he's still playing by the rules of uh, the first two episodes of like he can do, he doesn't need supply lines or anything. He's there bombing your ships. He's there doing this and that. Doesn't really matter. But anyway, he's an antagonist, so I guess it's okay. It's something Vince Gilligan said uh, that you know it's okay to have a lot of coincidence if it's uh, like something that's bad for your protagonist. If it's just coincidence that makes things go good, then you're like, that's bullshit. We don't believe that. But if coincidence makes things bad, then it's like, oh, okay. So uh, since Euron is an antagonist, he kind of has a bit more leeway in all that uh, rather than just a bunch of lucky lucky stuff. Yeah, because it's adding more drama. It's not just making it seem like our heroes are coasting through yeah. and things are falling in their laps. So yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and he's kind of fun, I guess. I mean, I'm kind of annoyed by him, but hes I can't deny he's hes doing a good job with what he's given the actor and uh, yeah, good taunting, as you said. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, I'm just kind of steamrolling through this third episode so we can get to the fourth one. Um, yeah. Even though I hate Cersei, you know, you, you, you got to love the the long goodbye and her vengeance and revenge. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, and people hated the people from Dorne anyway, so is that still a thing? Are people still excited that they're getting tortured to death? <laughs> I guess. I mean, it's if it's supposed to make us not like Cersei, uh, it's not working because, uh, as you said, it's kind of fun. And it's a great scene as well. Uh, and nice to see her... I don't know. She she's gone all the way, Mad King. I mean, they were kind of building up towards uh, her. Well, have been for a long time. She is the Mad King. She's acting like the Mad King was acting, the Mad Queen. Uh, and of course, as we know, Jamie killed uh, killed the Mad King. So that's the only reason I felt like he couldn't die uh, in the dragon attack because he kind of has to kill Cersei. Otherwise, what was all that build up for? Yeah, but I don't like that theory. I hope that's not what happens because I know that's everyone. I mean, that's kind of the logical thing. Yeah, I also now that you say it, it's been like it's one of those things where yeah, we've been waiting for that for five years. So, and also that kind of vindicates him or something, I guess. But it kind of doesn't because uh, he's killing his sister. So that's not great either. Although after this episode, he could be a captive of Daenerys or drowned. Although that's not likely. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, with this show moving at such a f- quicker pace, is that pretty much the last we've seen of the people of Dorne? We're not going to... I mean, since... I'm always wary because if you never see... If you don't see the person, like, actually die on screen... Although, I guess we had that with... Uh, was it 
was it Stannis? We never saw him die on screen, right? Yeah, no, but we saw that sword fall, and I thought everyone who said opposite, anything else was silly for, like, um, saying it. But, hey, the Hound came back, so anything's possible. Yeah. But, I mean, I guess I hope we're done with Dorne, unless there's going to be some long, elaborate revenge where she escapes and gets Cersei in her bed while she's banging her her husband there's and no way. There's no way because they they're just killing off houses left and right. I mean, we were talking yeah. about them condensing storylines, but they really are moving like chop 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 and literally chopping off heads of houses left and right. Uh, so there's there's no there's no one interesting in Dorne. They had one interesting character, in my opinion, a few seasons ago, the one guy in the wheelchair, but they killed him off a long time ago. They don't have any reason to stick around with any more Sand Snakes. The only thing we'll see again is um, what's he called Yara in the TV show. Uh, yeah. she'll she'll be back but not not them now i mean this is one of the main reasons why uh it wasn't so much that the f- last year's finale was bad but i just didn't like that as like an ending for spending so much time with the high sparrow and like marjorie tyrell and all them yeah because it was like two years it was a two-year build-up and now the main complaint is how these the things they're doing now are sped up mm-hmm. it's almost like if they condense that storyline and i guess partially they couldn't because everything else was still breathing or the other leftover stuff from the books wasn't done yet but it almost feels like if they somehow figured that out this stuff wouldn't seem so like yeah here's a house that house is gone here's this this is dead uh but i don't know we're we're at where we're at so uh just enjoy it you mean because they we spent so much time like uh in king's landing with trying to maneuver this way and that way like and then it all got blown up uh and and yeah if if, yeah i mean that makes sense but i guess it also set the tone the last episode now we're just blowing shit up so get used to it yeah very true uh i mean and uh, as this episode finishes out like we're at least getting the start. I remember I was saying last week, I was like, oh, Jesus, how many episodes of Mining Dragonglass are we going to have? We have the start of it, and I guess much like some of the other logistics, hopefully they're just going to ramp that up, and all of a sudden they're going to have Dragonglass at uh, Winterfell like somehow in in the span of like an episode. Oh, yeah, I believe that. I mean, there's so much stuff that's that is, as you said, sped up that uh, I'm sure will just be armed to the teeth any second now. Uh, and what with this time we're spending on Jorah, and now he's cured. What possibly is his end game? Like there has to be some sort of payoff to this guy, right? That's kind of where I feel it suffered from the speed that, uh, you know, usually it could be like episodes before we see something. And then now it was just he was cured and like completely cured as well. And I mean, that's why I felt like that all that stuff wasn't very important then because he he's that's almost like blowing up the 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 sept. He were blowing up his grayscale. He'd had that for I don't know how long. And now suddenly it's like, oh, I'm fine. I must go back to Khaleesi. That's like his only goal. And. He's not that useful even anymore, so I don't know. I guess he'll go back and be an advisor again. And, and maybe he'll go to winter because that little girl's like his wife or something. Like, <laughs> uh, No. <laughs> his uh, daughter? No. Is it? Sister. Sister. Because yeah. they're from the same house, right? Yeah. So yeah. maybe they'll get to have their big reunion or something. And it'll be like, you've done good uh, yelling at everyone and making faces, even though you're so small. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, and it's so, it, I mean, I know this has been kind of commented on, but it's really was like, 
oh, dragon scale. You don't want to get a, get messed around with that. There's no cure. And someone's like, hey, what if we like just cut it off? It's like, oh, huh, good luck. <laughs> and I know like part of it is the person who came up with that. You, you, it's a high risk for you getting infected. So there is a lot of risk there. But it seemed, remember when, um, was it Stannis' daughter that had it? Or she yeah. was born with it or something? Uh-huh. Well, she got it very young, and then they cured it very young, and that's why she wasn't completely messed up. Okay. Yeah, I'm not, uh, we don't even need to get into it. I, I, I could probably go for days on that, but uh, <laughs> we're not going to. No. Uh, so then we finally, see, we finally see Casterly Rock, and of course... Now, when, when Tyrion laid out this plan, because he just has the off comment of, like, the power is truly in Casterly Rock... And I realized I just believed that just because he said it. Tyrion said it, so why would That's, he? <laughs> but then it was like, and then here we are in episode three, and they're like, Castle Rock, who cares? <laughs> like, <laughs> you can have it. It's not important. And I realized it was only important back in the day because uh, Tywin was there, right? Mm-hmm. And basically, and, the, and there was gold. They had huge gold mines. Yeah, and, yeah, but... and gold. Okay. Uh, but yeah, they basically just give it up, and it's a nice trick. And Tyrion looks foolish again. And then they take uh, House Tyrell, and what's the what? What was the grandmother's name? Uh, Olena. Olena. Olena Tyrell. Yeah. And she has her big, um, you know, big moment before she dies, where she rubs it in Jamie Lannister's face. What did you think of that scene? I thought it was all right. I mean, everyone's kind of shitting themselves over it uh, last week. Well, I thought I, it was interesting. My friend Anders had a very harsh criticism. She should have done something more dramatic, he said. And I said, <laughs> Oh, it was pretty what? dramatic, though. Yeah, like, what's she. she uh, I think he wanted her to, like, take a sword and attack him or something. And I'm like, That's not the Queen of Thorns. It's not the Queen of Swords. It's the Queen of Thorns. So that's how she pricks him. Uh, yeah, speaking of Casterly Luck, Rock, I realize maybe one explanation is that. I don't think he knew the gold mines were running dry because we got a scene at some point of Tywin. No, wait. If Tywin's alive, then Tyrion was still around. Uh, hmm. T- Tywin was explaining it to Cersei uh, at some point. So I, I guess in that case, if he doesn't know that the gold mines have run dry because he hasn't been to Casterly Rock for a long time before the show, I think then then it's valid to want to go there but i guess they're not as much in need of gold either as as the queen might be wanting to repay her, uh, her debts so yeah i mean that's just Tyrion being dumb one way or another and the question is is he being dumb because it's his childhood home and like also he's the heir because jamie joined the king's guard so he can't inherit is that why he's uh set on it or is it more well i guess that's reason enough but it kind of is a shame that everything that happens makes Tyrion seem like a fucking idiot yeah and um some of the discussion is more around how Tyrion's better at the political side and maneuvering people rather than maneuvering you know forces of battle mm-hmm. because he does show his worth in getting uh Daenerys and Jon kind of on like a better page together yeah because this true. is still in episode three when it's like um bend the knee he's like i don't have time for this <laughs> and then he, he no one will believe me that these undead forces are coming uh so i mean but they had some nice scenes at least with Tyrion talking to him and then talking to her and kind of getting him on the same page talking about the um the uh what the dragon glass and mining that um so i mean and that that's kind of basically episode three and then yeah we the queen of 
she's you called her the queen of thorns is that what she is i never really paid attention to her uh olena tyrell she's known as the queen of thorns because she's so prickly nice awesome (laughs) and yeah i think in the chat yeah the uh that the house of tyrell is not famous for their battle skill so they even kind of mention that the creators in their like little post-show discussion that's why it's like all off screen like you see them kind of marching up on the castle and then like a scene later it's like yep handily took care of them because you know they're just uh they just usually hang out they usually don't have to fight battles apparently yeah i mean i guess it makes sense but didn't if they had any more soldiers where were they because they were going down to get them from uh from dorn and then the unsullied were going there but there's still the dothraki and i guess the tyrells i i guess that's as they said but also in the chat saying they're the second most powerful ha- uh, house uh fully stocked castle and they somehow lose to five thousand foot soldiers mm. i guess the the reason i bought it was that they took like all the lannister soldiers from uh, Casterly Rock. And by the way, that whole sequence, what did you think of uh, Tyrion narrating and then the war is happening? Because for me, I felt that was positive in a way that it it felt more like warfare and it felt more like believable than a sea battle where he's actually going through the tactics and then we see it unfold in a way that makes more sense to me than the sea battle. Yeah, I thought it was great. It was, you know, very much in line with like... uh in a heist movie or whatever when they're kind of like all right here's the plan first two people are gonna go and then it's you know going through the 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 battle um it wasn't immediately clear to me like what was happening when he like looks into the ocean and i guess the ships are being bombed or other ships come in um and then he's like where are the lannisters so Mm -hmm. i mean i didn't fully get that uh originally as it was playing out but i liked the device and how and how it uh came about on screen well what i didn't like was when i thought that they that it was like you're on tour again and he's he's kicking ass while you're doing something else but to me, I, I how I read it at least was those ships were empty now. That's why it wasn't really a challenge to set fire to them. So that kind of cuts off their escape. Yeah, and that was also another big uh, moment of contention because I mean, I guess they don't you don't see Euron there, but you p- potentially see his ship, mm-hmm. and that's pretty far away from King's Landing, right? So yeah, but that's like, yeah, I'm okay with that, I guess. Yeah, I'm fine with it too. It it doesn't really bother me, although. Because, again, it's not like I... I haven't read the books, so I don't have the map like at hand. Hell, mm-hmm. I'm not even paying attention to the stupid houses in the intro. I know sure. that's like a big thing every week. Yeah. Uh, maybe I shouldn't be doing a Game of Thrones podcast. <laughs> I should be paying attention to the houses in the intro. Well, What uh, house? What banner is coming up? I agree. The, if you do pay attention, you'll notice that Pike is kind of close to Casterly Rock. I mean, not that that fully explains it but hey also in the chat marco is saying that uh the the tyrells no longer have the tarleys so and the tarleys were like a big part of the fighting uh those who actually knew how to fight so i guess that's part of it as well but it 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 comes down to if it feels believable to you or not to me i was fine with it yeah no i was fine with it too i mean i i basically did I I got what they were putting down, you know, before they kind of sp- spelt it out a bit in the post show. I just, oh, they're weak. They just took their castle immediately. It's no big deal. He's marching through now to go, uh, you know, deliver the poison and and wrap this bitch up and mm-hmm. uh, head on back home to his uh, sister's puss. 
<laughs> Absolutely. I think that is what they said in the post-show discussion. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's basically the end, right? Yeah. She, yes. She admits, yeah. obviously, we didn't really say it, but yeah, she admits to the poisoning. A great scene, which we said. And Jamie, it's, it's good acting going on because I did feel like Jamie could have stabbed her, uh, but he doesn't. He's kind of so defeated at this point that he doesn't do it. But there was still enough there that I was like, is he going to go and stab her in the chest? But then he doesn't. Yeah, yeah, they both played that really well, and then in a way, you're you're also you're kind of rooting for him to just pull his sword out and like chop her head off or something, and not give because he he was already the one that explained that he gave her the more dignified death, and she still like rubs his face and shit for it, and you're like, ah, just you know, cut her head off, uh, rape her body. <laughs> and yes. Now he just walks out because he's like, man, fine, I guess they suck. <laughs> <laughs> he knows he sucks. Uh, yeah. So finally, episode four. Oh, what an episode, right? Oh, yeah. And it's weird, though, because, I mean, we'll get to it by we get to the end, because it's a thrilling episode, but also, as far as the battle's concerned, there's not a lot of stakes that have really gone down as far as deaths, like main deaths, anyways. But, I mean, we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, I mean, it starts out, we get uh, Jamie and Braun kind of enjoying their spoils from uh, taking House Tyrell and... Um, it's great to see Braun, by the way. Uh, I I was, I've been, I've been, yeah, I've been missing him as well. And he's got some good banter where he wants his castle. I was like, how about I have that castle? That'd be cool. Uh, and uh, just a nice back and forth. And then we start learning about the Iron Bank and Cersei and the debts. Like, I, I mean, I enjoy this detail, and I'm sure there's stuff that pays off, and it's kind of getting into the real politics of war and what it takes to get people on your side and stuff. But I'm also like, all right, enough of the fucking Iron Bank. I don't want to, I don't give a shit. I guess I, I bought it as far as it's probably going to be the reason. With the speed it's moving, it's going to be next episode. She's going to have the Golden Company. They've come from the other side of the ocean, and they already paid them off, and the gold's arrived. And that's why uh, the, well, the whole United Daenerys front is going to have someone to fight for a little bit, probably. Um, and I like... This, I mean, even if it feels not super important and kind of like get on with it, it's also a detail they plucked from seasons and seasons ago. And for me, yes. it gives more integrity to the world. It kind, it makes sense. It's a very long setup to get to something like this. Uh, so I kind of liked it. No, I mean, I, I guess I don't hate it, but yeah, yeah, all right, f- fair enough. You won me over. <laughs> what am I gonna do? I'm not gonna die on this hill. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're you're right, and it does, it it at least sets up stakes and why people are doing what they're doing, and how, you know, alliances can move and what have you. So, and, and I mean, it did get me wondering about uh, Essos. And I dug a riddle a little bit online, and I guess it's all very vague, even in the books. So, are there White Walkers as well in Essos, or do they have a wall? How does that work? No, no, because Essos is further south. Uh, it's like Westeros. And if you're watching on the stream, you can watch me do this fantastic hand maneuver and show you that Westeros is kind of here, and then Essos is like down here, uh, or like. But down so here. there's no north. There's no north section of Essos. Uh, no, not really. So, so why would we not just 
Hey, let's go to Essos. Uh, this Westeros is bad news. Uh, yeah, I do... think that's the backup plan. That's <laughs> yeah. plan B, Jim. We don't just start by abandoning the whole continent. And I don't know why, like, yeah, even Daenerys is like, I shall take over Westeros. Maybe that's why she doesn't want to believe in the White Walkers. Imagine you move into a house and they're like, there's termites and <laughs> they eat flesh. So you might want to get a different house. And you're like, I've dreamed of this house. They've sung songs of this house since I was five years old and I've been raped for this house. Uh, all manner of possibilities. Now, I better, I'm going to look up a map just to make sure I'm not talking out my ass, but go ahead. Is this realm Is this realm a globe or is this a flat earth? Is this a flat earth we're dealing with here? <laughs> That's uh, unknown. Uh, we do not uh, truly know that. Because I, I did read that George R. R. Martin said, because someone asked if Esso's like, goes far enough east that then it connects, you know, on the other side of Westeros. And he said, no, I, I guess there has been tales that there used to be like a land bridge or something that was destroyed during one of the wars or something like that. Uh, yes, uh, it's back in the good old days. I believe it was the first men came over on a land bridge or I don't think it was. No, it wasn't. Ice. Or if the continents were connected somehow. Mm hmm. Well, there was something going on, and it was all connected to stuff that's never really been talked about in the show, except when Bran was hanging out with the children of the forest. Uh, it's this stuff that's all if you dig into the old lore or like what people are mumbling about in various chapters of the books that the first men came over uh, from. Essos, I think. I'm not 100%. Don't, uh, well, please send in your emails correcting us. But, but the children of the forest and the first men, as was explained in this uh, episode, they joined together to fight the White Walkers. Yes. And I believe, yeah, and I guess, I be I believe but, that Bravos is like on level with the middle of Westeros. And Bravos is kind of in the north of Essos. So there's like the whole of the north and then the unknown north of the north, which is also something we don't know how far it stretches. Uh, so Westeros is kind of in the danger zone, and Essos is kind of chill for now. Yeah, and uh, in the chat, uh, Marco in the chat, when the first long night came thousands of years ago, it also hit Essos. Yeah. Yeah, because that... And, yeah, it connected at Dorne before uh, the, what, the Children of the Forest disconnected it. Interesting tidbits. I mean, not in these episodes, but it's nice. Like, I mean, we're talking about their, the Iron Bank and everything, so it's nice to know a little bit more about the, the world and some of the murmurings of the corners of the history. Yeah, and I think they, the Children of the Forest, unless I'm misremembering, uh, they disconnected it because of that, that alliance was kind of breaking down. And the first men, after the White Walkers were gone, the first men were kind of like, well, we don't really need these forests anymore we're kind of going to cut these down and that's i think when they bombarded the whole like land bridge that's why it's all like a chain of islands there now mm, okay so where the fuck were we <laughs> um so yeah i mean cersei you know of course lannisters always pay their debts you know and uh, the the banker guys is kind of like loving it like ooh, i can't wait for the gold to come <laughs> yes oh the gold uh and then we we get we go back to winterfell uh where uh, Littlefinger is thinking he can manipulate Bran he over here, uh, gives him a dagger, uh, and Bran, but Bran is the three-eyed raven. I guess we didn't really talk about this when we were talking about episode three. He brings up Sansa's rape to her uh, just to kind of show that he's a different guy now. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I think a lot of people were like taken aback by that, uh, but it, it was obviously a very effective way to be like, nah, Bran's different. And um, I mean, it makes sense if if he knows all or has this weird connection 
to a higher plane, you're not going to be too concerned with regular life and bullshit anymore. Yeah, but I mean, other people have said this too, but it really felt like Bran was coming home from his first semester of college, and he's really he knows it all now. He's he's <laughs> he smoked weed now, so now he knows everything <laughs> in the world. And uh, I can't believe you're still concerned with uh, these petty things. Oh yes, a job. I used to have one of those. Now I sit here in this chair. Well, someone on Twitter nailed it because they put. Um, uh, what's his face? Uh, Jaden Smith tweets over pictures of of Bran as the three eyed raven, and it just it completely nailed it because he even makes like a de- like a dead eyed blank face, mm-hmm. and it's just nonsense philosophy that no one's impressed by, but he is. Yeah. I'm on Mira's side. I'm kind of like, oh, no, where's Bran? Because. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, he's an emotionless uh, nothingness now. He he kind of what does he do? He does he he says bye to Mira. It's like okay, okay, thanks, bye. Now, I mean, is it? Uh, I guess it's it it's a theory you could take away. Is that did Bran lose his body? Is it someone else in within Bran and has his memories? Uh, I don't know. Uh, mm, I th- I think he's just high on his own knowledge, <laughs> and uh, yeah. He's so annoying. He's uh, that's also in the chat. I mean, I I can't disagree. He, I'm not annoyed by him, honestly. Mm. Uh, I get it. I get why you're annoyed by him. But like, I actually was talking to Jake about this earlier. Like, he is just Magic Man now. So we need him around. We need him around because there's things that need to be explained to people that there's no other way to explain them, unless they actually have a Raven come in and start talking. And being like, I've seen everything, and let me tell you a tale, Jon Snow, of your lineage. That's true. So he has to come in and say all this mystical shit because there's not really another way to do it. Yeah, that's true. Uh, we also have Littlefinger. I mean, I liked him in, with Littlefinger scene because Littlefinger's kind of being this guy. He always is like, yes, <laughs> I should tell you this story and this story. <laughs> I don't let you. And he's like... Yeah, <laughs> he's and like I, the I, only character who uh, punctures what Littlefinger is doing ever. Because even when they give, he always has the last word, and he's just <laughs> like, uh, "Yeah, he says chaos is a ladder," kind of revealing that he knows more than he than seems. And yeah, because that was a a line that Littlefinger gave. Because I didn't know this, I read it after the fact. Someone was talking about it. That's a line he uh, says in like season one or something. Oh, like you don't that? remember his famous "Chaos is a ladder" speech? It was no. like, uh, well, it was kind of funny. I don't know. Uh, he he talks over it, and there's this whole montage of how all his plans are the best and how uh, everything is terrible. And he says, "Yeah, chaos is a ladder." That's been for me. That's been his catchphrase. So I guess he's probably said it to a hundred people. So he shouldn't be that shocked uh, when Bran. Uh, repeats it back to him. Uh, and then, yes, and uh, Arya arrives home as well, uh, back at Winterfell. And in, in typical fashion, like even in Winterfell, where we think all the good guys are, there are still just like pieces of shit guards that don't get things and want to mess stuff up and be like, get out of here, you, you idiot, you stupid ass. You're not Arya. She's dead. Um, so we finally have... You know the the Stark children, and I, I guess together since what, like the first episode or second, something like that. So, I uh, guess season one at the very least. Well, yeah, season one. John's not there. I mean, I'm yeah. I mean, besides John, again, but yeah. And then who cares about Rickon? So, so yes, they're all they're all together. Well, the living, yeah, the living ones, anyways. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes, and uh, it it worked for me. I also liked having those guards because even just. 
if it's just a small part, I like to see other actors come in because it makes the world feel more populated because otherwise it kind of feels like the main characters and ex extras are the only characters. And here we have some people actually saying a few lines. Um, and yeah, they meet in the crypt, Sansa and Arya. I was excited. I was when she was coming back. I was like, "Oh my god, oh my god! I can't believe she didn't go to kill Cersei! Oh my god!" Because I <laughs> yeah, thought no. she was going to turn around at one point. But yeah, it was good. Yeah, I I, I was excited, and um, there was a nice moment. And they kind of play up the same goof they did in the first episode, where at first when she says how she's going to kill people, and everyone's like, "Ha ha ha! What a great joke!" And then it becomes like more clear uh, to to Sansa that no, she's really fucking kick ass bitch, and she kills people now, and that's her thing. Yes. So get used to it, man. She's back from killing college <laughs> too. Uh, so what did you think of the fight bit with Bri Brienne and, and Arya? Well, I mean, I welcomed it because I was just thinking, like, because they kept showing Brienne, and I was like, enough. You you serve no purpose anymore. Like, uh, get off the show. <laughs> That's what I was saying. I was sure. like, enough of you. Uh -huh. And at least she was there to get kind of punked out a bit by a tiny little Arya. I know they, in the end, they tried to make it seem like, nah, they're both good. But no, Arya's better. Uh, we don't need Brienne anymore. And uh, am I remembering this wrong? Or didn't they used to do forced perspective with her to make her seem taller? Uh, I'm not sure. Okay. Uh, Man, she's I could be... pretty big, but uh, Arya's also pretty small. So, yeah, whatever. I don't know. I'm just I haven't I've, I haven't been a fan of this character in a long time. And I always just get annoyed when they just you just see her looking at stuff <laughs> and reacting to things. And I'm like, all right, get off my TV. Well, that's a lot of a lot of characters jobs in, uh, <laughs> yeah. in Game of Thrones. But yeah, I, I liked it also because we've seen like Arya's doing so much badass shit, but we haven't actually seen her back that up in any way. I mean, yeah, she can do the whole face swap thing, uh, but uh, it's like we haven't actually seen her do the cool stuff. She's usually like already killed someone or she's too badass to even like <laughs> she can't be hurt. So I like that. That's why I like that it was going kind of both ways and uh not and not making it, it's like the whole battle with for for Tyrion's life where we got the fast moving one and then the slow moving one and neither of them is really uh like the the best like they're both good well, at what they do and especially i mean cuz if the idea it seems to be that she wants to be trained so she can't just beat her immediately if if the idea she's going to be kind of sticking around for a little bit there has to be they has to show that she can learn something from her, you know, plus Arya got jokes now because everyone. Oh, would you learn that from no one? Huh? Look at the camera. <laughs> yes. Smile at the audience. <laughs> <laughs> Laugh crack. Uh, yes. Um, Although yeah. I did. I don't don't get it twisted. I did really like that, by the way. <laughs> yes. But I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. Stacks in the chat asked, uh, how is Podrick still bad at fighting if he's been training with her for like two seasons? And that's true. I mean, they have established more or less that one season is a year in our time. Uh, I guess they probably only did it like once. It's like when you get a gym membership uh, and you go to the gym one time and then you're like, fuck, I already paid for Brienne lessons. Well, I guess to be fair, though, um, season what's what season ends with John getting killed? That's like season five, right? Yes. Because then season six picks up basically like right after. That's, and then, mm -hmm. and then when season six ends, like we're on, we're not far after that anyway. Well, not well. not that it's an, a year between each season, but that each uh, season spans a year. I I feel. 
but it I, but I don't know if season six sp- spanned a year. I'm, no, I, that's not written in stone. That's just how because I, I get to, no, I get what I, I try to figure saying. out the the ships because I was so annoyed by them building those ships and like, is this a month? Oh, what is this? True. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so so what I found was people saying uh, that they they agree it's more or less a year also because of obviously the aging of the characters that they're kind of like forced to do something like that. But then it uh, yeah fuck the timeline. There's no point. Yeah, uh, but we, we we skipped over but go backing up a little bit uh, on um, we get Danny and uh, what is it Miss Sandy? How do you say her name? Mm-hmm. They have their little girl moment of like things happened what things <laughs> tell me and yeah. it's a little grin um and then we get uh john snow oh i'm sorry go ahead uh, no i was just gonna say john snow shows up and yeah and it's like i'll tell you about yours if you tell me about mine <laughs> uh no the other way around but anyway yeah john snow shows up go to goes to the dragon glass cave jake in the chat did say earlier that uh those paintings were way too convenient and if you were yes daenerys you'd be like so is this dry or what? Let me feel this. I uh, thought the same thing. I yeah. thought the same thing. If I was Daenerys, I'd be like, you just drew these. You just... <laughs> Look, no, for real, though. I found this, and <laughs> it says here that we're going to get married and have lots of babies. And <laughs> I like this part, too, because uh, it's like our dream house. It's in King's Landing. It has a throne. But it was also kind of like, hey, come here. I got to show you something. Look, you know everything I've been talking about. This is exactly it. <laughs> it's right here. Don't worry. It's, it's, o- <laughs> it's only because the show is moving so fast that I, it's it's happening right now. Usually it will take a few episodes, but hey, just go with it. I mean, on one hand, like don't uh, don't get me wrong. On one hand, I do love that we're like, you know, piling through. But yeah, on some on the other hand, it's also kind of like it is shocking sometimes, like how things are falling so much into place. Mm-hmm. Um, but hey, I, I'm down with it because it's it's like I can't. It did feel like uh, season six and season five to an extent both were really like killing time for a little while because they we had to get to this point. So now it's like put your fucking pedal on the put your foot on the gas. Let's do this. Yeah, the only justification I have, I mean, it, it there are reasons behind these things where like it feels kind of like a coincidence when. Uh, Sam just happens to say, hey, the place you need to go is exactly the place you were just invited. But it, the, the reason for me it adds up, it's Dragonstone. It's where the Targaryens first landed and brought their dragons. Uh, pr- probably I, some connection to the dragon glass there because the reason they drew these there is the children of the forest uh, and the first men used dragon glass as weapons against the White Walkers. He came there to get dragon glass to do the same thing. That's why it adds up uh, that that the paintings are there and it adds up that she's there because that's where her ancestors landed and it's a good f- fort to bl- be because they built it up and everything. So uh, that's why I let it pass because otherwise if it was just like, hey, just in this forest we happen to be in, I found a carving. Like at least it kind of adds up when you look at uh, the lore of the show. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. And I, I think that's that's all very true. And pl- I think part of the issue is just this show has trained us, the audience, to not expect a thing so when thing like now that we're winding down and coming towards an ending thing certain things have to fall into place we can't always have the rug pulled out from under us 
So it's just part part of it's that we're just trained to like, oh, Game of Thrones, whoever we like and is about to do something great is going to get killed. Yeah. And then when they don't get killed and like things start happening, it feels weird at first. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And as I mean, it was commented before in the chat about how uh, like, did he bend the knee or not? Because she had kind of a good argument. Like, I'll do it when you bend the knee. And I mean, his his thinking is I can't do that to a southern ruler because that's you know what what my ancestors did and everything but i i feel the better argument was before that i can't do that if you tell me to go fight cersei i kind of got some shit to deal with and if she's yeah. saying we'll bring everything north just bend the knee then there's really less uh reasons but also i feel none of it's that important like it's kind of dramatic but we know it's not gonna matter once they found out he's a targaryen so it's like well, it definitely feels, you know, uh, fairly manufactured um, just because, yeah, why wouldn't he just be like, ah, I bend the knee and then be like, ha ha, psych, <laughs> you <Yes>. know, <laughs> or like, ha ha, you're dead here in the battle against White Walkers, so don't have to worship you anymore. I mean, I know there's deeper parts to it, uh, but yeah, it just feels like. A thing for for everything to hinge on that, uh, it's tough to 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 swallow with other other things ramping up. I know there's obviously history on the show, and it's about honor and how we represent our people. But it's still it's you know this is the guy who fought for having the wildlings accepted. You know, mm -hmm. it doesn't seem too ridiculous for him. To, uh, he could even even explain it in a way to be like, they're like we 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 don't want to uh, bend our knee to uh, a northern ruler and be like she's not a northern ruler she Probably. came from here and blah 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 like she's you could you could make a case that she's different because she is yeah I guess also one of the reasons that people talk about oh the chemistry and all that is that I mean if they marry it would also like solve a lot of problems that everyone's been and everyone's been expecting that for a long time so i guess we mm. we're very happy to read stuff into it uh and that was is too well is there any um <laughs> uh I, I don't think they would do this on the show but i'm hankering for like you know they start to get in the battle but then it's like nah we need cersei on our side then it's like they have to work with cersei oh my <laughs> god ah can you believe it share an apartment they have to draw lines down the red keep <laughs> <laughs> well that'd be something i mean that could happen i mean that's basically what the show's been about but it but like that that there's there, there's this big force that they can't uh, deal with because they're all squabbling, but it feels like that could never happen in this show and it would lose all credibility if it really was like, shit, but if the Golden Company is up north fighting to take back Winterfell and they go there to fight the White Walkers, everyone's kind of there and then the wall falls down. I mean, are you going to be on the side of the dead people or the living people with different colors? For sure. Mm. Uh, so then, yeah, they have their little... Um kind of uh gl stealing glances at each other in the in the caves and then Tyrion comes in to be like hey we got Castle Rock and she's like well that's cool and he's like no it's not <laughs> that sucks <laughs> yes. and uh more bad news and then uh rightfully so she's pissed and kind of putting him in his place for being a piece of shit uh 
and but it still kind of comes down to should I just get my dragons and let's go burn the this fucker down. But even Jon Snow is like, no, you got you got to show that you're, you know, a different ruler. But uh, back to, you know, the uh, feedback we got, Mm -hmm. they uh, she makes a very tactical maneuver to, you know, that they're they're not just moving in that gold. They're moving in food to King's Landing. Correct. I think. Yeah. Yeah, they are. And and even more so that like I, I thought before that the whole reason not to use the dragons was civilian casualties. Uh, yeah. Like I assumed, because I guess it almost seems like now like they're saying, oh, we can't hurt the enemy soldiers. Like it almost seems like that's what they're <laughs> saying. And it's yeah. like, is Daenerys the only sane person here? Because mm. uh, that's exactly what you got to do. And it's the perfect moment to strike. Uh, I mean, granted, maybe they no, they knew that high uh, that that high garden fell right. So then she knew it was transported there. I was just considering if she was actually flying to the Red Keep and just saw them on the way. Oh, no, yeah, they knew that it fell. So basically, yeah, it was a good tactical maneuver. We got we got a, a, a little more banter first. Oh, they have that good moment with um, with uh, Tarly. Dickon. I well, love there's that the dick on. But even before that, the, the one where he's like, we need to we need to up our pace. Maybe we should start flogging people. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, uh, maybe <laughs> we will do that. And he makes a face like, well, fine. I guess. And yeah, then, yeah, and I, they, I, I love the Tarleys get... because they they have this uh, moment where earlier it's so great to see Braun, and then Braun is again acting as us, the audience, when uh, <laughs> he says Dickon, and <laughs> Braun just laughs. Uh, yeah. And because that's what we did, or I did, when he was yeah. saying it before. And that's also would never ever happen in a book because that's not how books work. <laughs> but here it's a moment that totally works in the show. That's why I'm not so upset that they're actually doing their own sort of stuff with it. And uh, also with the flogging is also kind of like, almost looking at the camera. Uh, why, why is everyone an idiot? And then, yeah, the big battle happens. Before we well, get into the I battle, guess... sorry to cut oh, you yeah, off, but ahead. I just wanted to mention from the chat that Marco said that something I'd forgotten, because I think it's only in the show, not in the books yet, but uh, it was revealed that the Children of the Forest created the White Walkers to defend themselves from the First Men. So Yes, yep. Fuck their paintings. Uh, they cl- Yeah, th- they did... They did join together, but the Children of the Forest created them. So, and then they realized, hey, they're out of, totally out of control. So, then they made peace with the First Men. Yeah, <sighs> and 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 uh, one other thing we kind of glossed over. It's just a quick moment. Uh, we do have a reunion with uh, Jon Snow and Theon as well. Oh, yeah. uh, now, much both very different men, uh, and you know, uh, he's only keeping him alive because Theon did have some help. Uh, saving uh, Sansa, so yeah, I, but yes. I did like the that Theon's kind of trying to play it off like, oh, sup? <laughs> hey, oh, sup, yeah, they didn't tell me you were here, bro. Hey, oh man, I didn't know you were gonna be here. Hug? <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess that whole, all made sense. There's there's a lot of stuff. Where it's been so many seasons that we're kind of like, wait, who who knows what about who did what when? That he knows that he didn't kill the uh, Bran, right? So, but this part and that part, it's kind of hard to keep track. But John reacts like we want everyone to react to Littlefinger uh, by going up and telling him you're gonna die soon. Yeah, because I went through the same thing. I was like, wait, does he know? That it was like uh, two other, <laughs> two other innocent children that he burnt <laughs> and yeah. killed. Uh, does he know his dick was cut off? 
Stack uh, says, don't you mean Reek? And I mean, the no. only reason not is to say Reek is that he's actually pretending to be uh, Theon at this point. I don't yeah. know. His th- identity is up in the air, I guess. Yeah. Eminem, don't you mean Slim Shady? Like- exactly. <laughs> well... <laughs> Yes. So the battle, the battle's happening. What a great scene. What a great sequence. Uh, and I mean, you did have a point. There's not that much like lost or gained, but there's a lot changed or it feels like it at least by the end of the episode. Well, and the only reason why it f- like, because uh, I, I don't want to take away from because I, I thought it was like a thrilling, great, like battle action sequence. But it's just because it, they kept teasing certain things where it would be like, I was like, oh, no, because I love Braun, so I'm cheering for him, but I don't want him to kill the dragon. Mm-hmm. Um, Me too. But, but then I, I, like, when he hit it, I'm like, oh, fuck, the dragon's dead. But it's like, no, nah, he's not really dead. He's just a little hurt. Uh, and then even similar with, even with Braun, I thought he was going to have some big death scene right there, but it, it's clear yeah. that he's at least survived that moment. And then with uh, Jamie Lannister going in for the big kill, and then I'm like, oh, well, this is it. This is the end of Jamie. But it's like, no, like, I mean, I know the episode leaves you hanging a little bit, but clearly he's not dead. Like, he's not going to be dead. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in the chat, Stax is saying that Jamie and Daenerys were both pretty dumb in the battle because after she saw the big ass spear flew in, she should have just turned around because she already kind of destroyed a lot of the army. It's already she's she's already winning. Which I do agree with. The only thought I had while I was watching it, I thought the same thing, and then I thought. Well, if we teach, or if, if she teaches the enemy that by using this big catapult you can get the dragon to go away, then they're going to build a lot more. But on the other hand, they're winning the battle, so I agree. Yeah, well, it's a little of, um, and I mean, obviously for dramatic purposes, but it's also like fly somewhere else. Mm-hmm. It felt like she just kept flying like right in front of it. Going to fly closer, it, be a bigger target. Because it's like there's so much, and and because it, it didn't seem like Braun was really like maneuvering too much. It was just kind of he kept being the the dragon kept going in the crosshairs. Like yeah. oh here we go, um, yeah yeah. I mean yeah, either way, uh, I'm just glad. I I was totally expecting to be very sad that a dragon died, and I was already hurt enough to hear him cry in pain, even though he's burning up people left and right, and people are uh, turning to ash and dust. What a great, I mean, what it looks so great, all these people on fire, all these people turned to ash and then blown away from the wing beats of the dragon, or the, mm. the ridden down by the Dothraki, because it's kind of bad enough. Uh, when they first start hearing the sounds, I, th- I thought, is that a wing beat, or is that riding? And then it's riding, and then, no, fuck that. It like They'd be fucked with only the, the Dothraki, but then the dragons show up, and it's like, like nicely put together we have that one uh i guess probably partially animated or stitched together one or one shot of Bronn running around oh, which was very was reminiscent of the scene where john is running around in the battle of the bastards and mm. i mean the scene with john had more like going for it like we were so much more invested in that moment and probably in john uh but it still looked great and it was like a great snapshot of being in the middle there because otherwise it's all fast cut, fast cut, fast cut. And then we see that and everything looks amazing. So Well, and I guess the reason why I um, I was pretty... In, I mean, it's, it was a great, uh, great segment either way, like that with Braun. But I just assumed like, oh, this is like a big set piece for him. And clearly like, like what else could you have Braun for at this point? So I just assumed this was going to be his big death scene, but now yeah. they kind of, they didn't go, they didn't go there. And I, I assume it was Braun that 
knocked Jamie off the horse? I also assume that. I mean, it's not Dickon, so. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, where are we at? So are we to assume? I mean, I guess we didn't see it, but are we to assume the Tarleys are dead? Um, I, I don't assume so, but I just assumed that he's kind of shell-shocked, so that's why he wouldn't be doing that. Um, uh, I just mean in general, though. Oh, uh, I don't know, because I feel like Dar- Tarly could have, like, a deathbed scene with Sam. While, like, the, the old Tarly could, like, talk about how you're, you're, you're still a piece of shit, Sam, when he's <laughs> on his deathbed, when he's heading back up north. Something like but that But it just happen. feels like uh, it's it's a leap of logic enough to me that if Bronn and Jamie are going to come out of this battle unscathed, that also the Tarleys are alive. Yeah. Like, uh, But even though, I mean, we didn't see it, so I do have to assume they're probably alive. But it... it it is a little deflating where it's like you have this big moment, but then like basically all the main characters that you know all kind of come out of it. I mean, at, at least they will be, at the very least, if they're alive, they'll probably be captured. So there'll be something there, but I don't know. Yeah, I agree because um, it's like a huge, huge deal made out of it. But that's also been kind of my feeling sometimes with uh, some of the other big battles, like especially the one uh at the wall which they made a whole episode and it kind of feel like they were stuck in this thing of like we have to make a battle a whole episode to make it cool and there's a lot of cool stuff going on at that battle at the wall but really nothing had changed after a whole episode of battle that time uh when they were fighting off the wildlings so here at least i don't know we have jamie uh underwater and it was a great way to end it him falling underwater and everything sort of deadened and muted and he's going down uh and that's where it ends but i I mean i agree they should be dead and especially with the speed that the show is moving it feels like they they the next it could open with just uh the tar dick on on a fucking pile of burned bodies or something like that could happen true yeah would also make would also make sam the uh heir again i mean he's in the night's watch but everyone's in the night no is it called night's watch uh well he's just uh he's he's in training to be a maester right yeah yeah, but I mean, he, he took the vow. Uh, yeah, so. I don't know where, where were we at on that. But he was all—he, I mean, he took a vow, but he also was having sex, wasn't he? Oh yeah, I mean, they're all cheating. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it doesn't really matter who's an heir anyway. As Jamie yeah. was saying, there's going to be castles all around uh, up for grabs. So who cares? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it was a, it was uh, great uh, with uh, Tyrion being like, "You stupid fuck, go like just leave." Get out of there. I, I yeah. thought that was a great uh, great moment. And, you know, good old Jamie Lannister looking to stab someone in the back again. Fucking piece of garbage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sure, <laughs> for sure. I mean, they did a good job again, like with Olena. I felt like he could die. Just maybe all the excitement of the battle and like, I totally showing th- all the details. But I, yeah. I really thought this could be the end of Jamie Lannister. And when someone comes, I'm like, holy shit, can you believe it? No, uh, same here. They did a great <laughs> job with it either way. Yeah, it was my reaction video from episode one, but for real. It was like, <laughs> open the window, scream out, Did you watch it yet? I'm not going to spoil it, but it's pretty cool. You should watch it as soon as possible. ASAP, everybody. Yeah, I mean, it, everything's really put in place. Uh, I mean, the next, I mean, I guess there's only three episodes left this season anyways, but it, you know, all fucking bets are off. Who knows what's going to happen in these next few episodes? Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a couple of finishing thoughts from the chat, which, well, uh, Marco, who I believe must be some sort of encyclopedic source of uh, information here, tells us that the Dornish have once used a scorpion weapon like that to take down uh, Aegon's sister dragon before. So hmm. 
Sister's Dragon, probably. So um, that's interesting. I mean, that's probably not canon in the show, but still pretty interesting. He says maybe it was a lucky shot or a poison on the spear, something like that. And uh, Stax says that there's a theory that Braun is going to save the Sand Snake that he likes. <laughs> I don't see how that could happen. But, no. I mean, you never know. They they do have that connection because isn't she the one where, like, you want the bad pussy or whatever her her famous line was? <laughs> I, I guess. I blocked yeah, there was I that's, out on that. Well, because remember, he, uh, Braun was poisoned in the jail cell. Uh-huh. And then, because they poisoned him, and then she was like, you want a good girl, but you want the bad pussy or something. And then they cured him from his, his poison. <laughs> it was basically one of the scenes that made everyone hate the, the Sand Snakes. I mean, they could do that, but honestly, it, will, uh, it would just be better if, if they're dead. Braun could die too, rather than... I would rather see Braun dead than uh, Saber with another yeah, like, yeah, scene it's with not. Them. Well, it's similar to, like, I don't need to see any of Braun and the Sand Snake. I don't need to see any of um, Grey Worm and his chick. I don't need, to, like, updates on their little high school romance and his head game. Uh, <laughs> I'm all set with that. You know, it's good. It's good to go. Sure. And one last comment. Jake asks if we have predicted who will win in the end. I guess the White Walkers. What about you? Um, well, yeah, I mean, it, when you mean who will win, do you mean just, like, who will win the throne? Or are we talking about the yeah the the white the real Game of Thrones the White Walkers? I assume he means the throne because my my answer was kind of a joke. I don't really think the White Walkers will win. So. I mean, it kind of has to. It has to go with Daenerys on the throne. Yeah, but pr- I mean, it, it would be such a fucking Disney ending if uh, John and Daenerys actually marry and like have kids. Well, I don't know about ever after. No, I I I'm not, I know you weren't saying about that, but I was yeah. just thinking of. The, the big theory that everyone had that, hey, they're, they, it would be perfect because it's ice and fire and all of this and all of that. And hey, if they die, you can just resurrect them again happily ever after, ever, ever, ever <laughs> after. Uh, it's kind of too much. One of them kind of has to die. So if John or Daenerys has to die, which do you think it'll be? John, I'd imagine. Probably John. Even I though mean, he already died, so it does lose some of its weight. But it feels like, yeah, it feels like it feels like this is still going to be in the end. This is Daenerys's show. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Also, because John never really wanted to be on the throne, but maybe that would be the the like thing that would make it better. But it feels like the show hasn't made this clear, but it feels like he's living on borrowed time. He's already died once. Uh, he if he w- ends up like king of the world like he he's such a brooding character how could he ever become like the 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 king to like the prince who was promised hey and actually it could be princess who was promised (laughs) if you read the original translation well actually it could be prince as well (laughs) if you check (laughs) doesn't necessarily mean princess or the artist formerly known as prince (laughs) it's just a rune now made by the white (laughs) the white walkers have runes too uh Uh, yeah yeah, jake in the chat i agree it feels like john's back to you know because yeah his his work not done yet unless in game of thrones fashion it's like they they flip the script on you and then john is the king because he'll live forever and he's like the one last king and he's, he's just, the night king now <laughs> and he's just sad though because all the people he loved are dead but he still has to be king <laughs> well uh i think it's more likely also that john uh 
probably got to die at some point. Daenerys seems yeah. like the, the the one to rule them all. But hey, I still it could be hot pie for all I know at this point. As they do also say uh, in the chat that uh, the war is going to be put on hold, so it's kind of going to be about the White Walkers. Uh, and more interesting prediction, maybe we already asked this, but the wall is it coming down this season or next season? Uh, it's got to come down. Well, not, not gotta, but if it does, it has. It will come down in the finale, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it yeah. seems like the perfect way to end the season to set up the last... I guess, what, there's six episodes only in the last season? Oh, they better all be pretty long. They better I all be I think they will be. And I get... Are they doing that because the episodes are more expensive now? Um, Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, or just because... I mean, yeah, why... Also, because they want to do it faster, I think, because they they kind of have like a bullet pointed list of what's going to happen. And they're like, we could bang this out uh, because before it was kind of like, holy shit, look at all this material. Look at all this shit. We don't even know how it ends. How are we going to put it all together? We just better make sure we're careful. And now it's kind of like. <laughs> so that could be part of it. Yeah. And uh, well, well, with Jon Snow, I mean, even if he's he's a Targaryen, he's still John. He's still a bastard. He's still Jon Snow. Yeah, but he's a king, so he could, you know, <laughs> bastards can't be kings, right? No, but you can. A king can legitimize someone, so he can get another king to do it, and then kill that king. Oh, is that what you do? Well, he <laughs> could get, yeah, like the chat's mentioning Baratheon's son. There, his bastard. Yeah. Although he's a bastard too, yeah. right? Very true. Just all these fucking bastards. God <laughs> damn it! It's a world, a game of bastards, if you ask me. <laughs> Yeah, he's still on that boat. I was hoping he would pick up Theon. It was right in the same region. Never happened. <laughs> yeah, Theon got picked up quick. Yeah. He was, was immediately brought back. <laughs> I guess we kind of got to wrap this one up, right? Yeah, yeah, we're just fucking rambling now. But um, yeah, I, it feels like, it does feel like John would have to be the one that finally dies. And whatever his death is, it's for something big and noble, which puts Daenerys over the top. And uh, she is, like, finally the true king of all peoples. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, that seems uh, seems like a likely way to go. Jake says Littlefinger will rule all. Uh, <laughs> I feel like, great. I mean... What a great ending. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we were talking before about how uh, Sansa's likely to off Littlefinger in one way or another, but I feel like Bran is there now, and Bran is kind of Littlefinger kryptonite. He knows everything. He's already told Littlefinger he knows some stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, so, and I, I don't know why he doesn't like. By the way, little like does he care so little that he doesn't tell anyone that Littlefinger betrayed, uh, betrayed Ed Stark? Because I was waiting when all the kids were arriving. Because I don't remember who knows what. So, so does Arya know? Arya surely knows about Littlefinger, but she's kind of cool with it. And <laughs> Bran knows, but well, I couldn't remember. Cool. Yeah, was Littlefinger on the list? I don't think so. I guess he wasn't. He, he should have been. been. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that was kind of the idea, too. Like we were talking about with uh, Bran being the way he is. He, he's so disconnected that even that is just beneath him. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Although he's still kind of like, where's John? I got to tell him some. Got something to tell him, bro. <laughs> Hashtag college. Hashtag uh, <laughs> incest. Game of Thrones. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, Marco says that Sam will forge a marriage certificate between Rhaegar and Lyanna. That'll do it. I mean, or maybe not forge. I mean, they honestly could have married. They were away for a while, so that would make him legitimate. 
all sorts of ways to go. I guess we got to yeah. finish it up. Thanks yeah. everyone for hanging That's out that. in the chat. It was great Absolutely. to do a live show. It was really fun actually. Yeah, and very cool. We're gonna try to do more of this stuff as we figure it out. Uh, as for all the listeners at home, you can always, of course, download our show through iTunes. Uh, we could also please leave a review if you're enjoying it. It would really help us out a lot. You can also go and send us emails at shows what you know show at gmail.com. If you're listening a bit later, please do send us all your Game of Thrones thoughts and we'll bring them up. And holy shit, so many things you can do. Go to showswhatyouknow.com. Leave a comment. Oh my god, subscribe on YouTube. We have so many platforms. It's crazy. Uh, and there's something else, right? Well, yes, you can also find more from me at jimandthem.com. Videos, podcasts, all kinds of great stuff. And you can find more from Jacob at awesomepedia.org. Also, videos, podcasts, all kinds of great stuff. The hits keep on hitting, so check it out. Very true. And we both have YouTube channels. Check out those as well. Later, everybody. Peace.